Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back. Welcome to the brand new series, season two of Starling City Radio. Back after the break, uh, season three of Arrow, of course, is coming. So if you listen to this, don't think it's an old episode. Season two for uh, August the 3rd. Uh, 2014. I am one of your hosts, Alistair Kennedy, and of course, as always, your other host, Ross Shaw. And uh, <laughs> that's the, ah, countered it this week. I know you did. <laughs> <laughs> and we are back. We're back with a vengeance. We're back with news from Comic Con. We're back with news from Stephen Amell himself. We're back with season three rumors, spoilers. What could be happening? What are we going to be seeing? We don't know. So there's no comic book this week. It's all speculative based on information we've been given. There is uh, no character discussion this week, um, but this is us. We're back. Season 2, Episode 1. Oh, it's good to be back, Ross. It's good. It is good, yeah. Back <laughs> with a bang as well, you know. it's. Uh, I'm really, in, I mean, there's so much that's been going on there. It's just like, it's non-stop. Like, you know, being hit left, right and centre with all this news and rumours and I can't wait to dive in tonight and we can get ourselves wrapped up into what to expect in Season 3 and what not to expect. There are a couple of things that have been surprising. Oh, excuse me. Uh, so, yes, basically it'll be an interesting way to see how we... Um, how we pull this off so i let's yeah. let's go <laughs> yeah okay so well first of all i'm going to start us off with three news items ross that i i found there's loads more and you're going to run through them more in depth but the three that i found um you might have seen earlier on facebook tonight a certain picture when i announced season two starting soon but you didn't think it was this soon fans um that there's a there's a theory on online just now okay and uh, the picture, if anyone's seen it, it was uh, a certain Diggle, certain character, John Diggle as we know him, and the theory goes this way, John Diggle, Diggle could just have been a nickname from the army. Now even reading the comics based on the TV show such as we did, it didn't specifically say that's his second name. Um, so they're thinking it could turn out eventually his second name could be Stuart. Um, now we'll get, we'll get into this in a minute, but in a Facebook Q&A session, which uh, Stephen Amell loves, um, he weighed in on the theory and the Green Lantern fan art. He said, it looks good, and if we know anything about TV shows, if it looks good, it has a much better chance of happening. Now, it's not a confirmation, but that's not saying, no, don't be stupid. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, these things, at the end of the day, it wasn't an outright denial, you know, so... You know, we we know Amos quite known for teasing everybody, but it'd be it'd be a very bold move. It'd be a bold strategy of the Arrow writers to pull in somebody from the Green Lantern Corps. I'm not saying it can't be done, but it will be interesting. I think it'd be, it, it's definitely they definitely have unintentionally created a setup perfect for it. You know, because jo, uh, Diggle does display everything a Green Lantern Corps member should really have, and it'll be interesting to see whether or not that folds out. Maybe not in season three, but maybe further down the line we might be able to see something like that. So yeah. it certainly will be interesting. And and what I thought about that one, Ross, is it would make me go and rewatch every episode and focus on Diggle's every action. You know, I, I would yeah. be dissect, I would be dissecting scenes. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. It's going to be a very interesting way, and and it's again, I'm just I'm quite 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 sort of surprised that it definitely because it is quite an outlandish rumor, and I'm quite surprised that that Amal didn't just put his, you know put a stop to it. But no, no, yeah. he seemed to yeah, he seemed well, to he keep put, on going with it. So he put his foot down with Batman and Superman. You know, he said yeah. I have a, I've not had meetings, and this this I'm sure if it was completely, he would just say, guys, Diggle's a brand new character. He's not Stuart. He didn't deny it at all. So, yeah, as always, Ross, on this show, we like to come up with our own versions, right? So here's... I, I don't see him being Green Lantern in the show at all, okay? Mm-mm. What I just see is, imagine in the last one, they're basically moving, or Ollie's moving out to, um, say, Seattle. That's a shout-out to Mr. Mike Grell there. And um, they turn the lights off in the Arrow Cave, right? And he turns around because uh-huh. do you know what? I've never even asked your, asked your last name after all these years, and he turns around and goes, Stuart, John Stuart. And then it just yeah. ends. It just uh, that, that as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's all you would need. You wouldn't really need anything else. And especially the fact that, like, I, I, even at the end, the end of season three might be a good way to do that. Because if you think about the fact that, like, because uh, obviously Diggle ha- is going to become a father, uh, it'll be mm. interesting maybe as they're chatting about sort of baby talk, maybe Felicity just goes, well, what's, what's what you're going to call the baby? And all of a sudden he'll say such and such Stuart. But maybe, not, and then all of a sudden everyone just realize, hang on a minute, that means John Diggle's actually John Stuart. What? Yeah. yeah. You know, so. 
Yeah, it'll be cool definitely be very interesting to see how that pulled out, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, talking of like Diggle may be leaving the show sooner or later, so this may happen quite soon. I, like I said, I do not think we'll see John Stewart's Green Lantern. I, I've been proven wrong with a lot in this show. Um, I do still think we're going to get some sort of um, Hal Jordan, maybe not as Green Lantern in the How Ollie Learned to Fly <laughs> part. Um, but um, this came out of San Diego Comic Con. Um, as soon as 2015, a Suicide Squad full-blown series or miniseries uh, could become out. See what would be perfect for that? They sh- they could take on like a they could take on what Marvel are doing in the TV thing and have the Suicide Squad miniseries in on the Christmas break between like yeah. Arrow and Flash's break thing. You know how they're doing that thing with Agent Carter. I think they're kind of yeah. it's like an eight episode arc thing. Well, it'd be brilliant to see a Suicide Squad that's done that. You know, so we get we just get full DC TV stuff like nonstop. It would be brilliant if they managed to bring that in. Like yeah. that'd be crazy awesome. Because it was uh, David Ramsey himself, Mr. John, possibly Stuart, but we'll call him Diggle for now. Um, he said, they're talking about a suicide spin-off. It's a whole thing. I don't know if or when it's actually going to happen, but they have been talking about it, which is amazing. You know, yeah. uh, this episode was brilliant. One of my favourites in season two. Yeah, definitely, yeah. I mean, uh, just seeing seeing such a, such a great combination of characters is brilliant and also hopefully we see a wee bit more about the suicide squad in season three and also maybe or maybe maybe or maybe not we might see a wee bit more of harley quinn too so it'll be interesting again it just further proves that and this is one of my new stories which we'll, we'll touch upon uh, after your three are done but which may or may not you know show if you know obviously batman would be in this universe type thing as well you know so it'll be an interesting way to see how they pull this out and see what's yeah. what well, uh, uh, Ram- Ramsey continued with a further tease, Ross. He mm-hmm. said, who, kno- who knows? She may not be the head of Argus before this season of Arrow finishes. Ooh, that mm. sounds quite a... <laughs> that's going to be a quite an interesting way to do it. And like, maybe, uh, yeah, that's going to be... That, uh, that's, that's a big change. So, yeah, that'd be quite cool. Definitely, yeah. yeah. Um, basically, he said they want to get really involved with Argus this season. Uh, the Suicide Squad and the investigation of Hive are going to be big focus points. The organisation that hired Deadshot to kill Andy, which was John's brother, I'm sure, or he's yeah, his brother, yeah, yep. Brother, and apparently, right? during some Diggle featured flashbacks, Andy is not going to be the guy that Diggle originally thought he was. Ooh. Yeah, we already started to. Well, there was already that hint drop by Deadshot uh, in the Russian. Um, episode remember when he even admitted to John kind of going oh uh, I wasn't you know it, your brother was the target he wasn't just a you know what would he say he said something along the lines of going oh I never miss your brother yeah. was the target and then it kind of opened up going oh because at, at first obviously before that Diggle yeah. thought uh, his brother was caught in the crossfire or something so yeah that's definitely right, so. interesting it's, it, it's I, I, re- I really want the Argus Hive stuff to be explored a wee bit more in season three than previous has done. I felt they wasted quite a wee bit. I know there's so much other exciting things to explore in season two, but the fact that we only had that one episode that Hive was mentioned, and it kind of did look like HIV at one point, but uh, because he had like the Hive that came through in the phone, and that's all we've heard of it. So it'll be interesting to see whether or not we find out a wee bit more about this uh, this very secretive organisation. Yeah, yeah. So all good things coming from DC at Comic Con. We'll talk more later. But my last one, Ross, um, Stephen Amell brought back up something that I kind of pushed to the side because it wasn't a major plot point after the fact that we realised he wasn't always an island. The mystery child, which obviously is probably going to be Connor Hawk, and mm-hmm. um, there's there's been talk of him returning because uh, obviously Ooh. we have. We had the revelation that Moira Queen covered up the fact that this girl was pregnant and she didn't get rid, she moved away. Um, basically, to um, Central City, no doubt, as well. So, mm, it was Central yeah. City she moved to, so yeah. That's that's right, so Flash could play a part in the, the discovery of Connor. Um, so, basically, they had an interview with uh, Susanna Thompson, who plays Moira Queen, um, saying that she liked the particular bit of it was allowed the audience to see how uh, Moira Queen's brain works. You know, she's protecting yeah. her son and grandchild. Mm-hmm. Very, um, it's very intriguing. So, how, how old would how old would that put Connor then? Um, if we were to well, see him introduced, say in the season, would that be five years, five, six years old, maybe seven well, at the push? Uh, well, it was definitely pre-island. It might have even been a few years pre-island because it seemed like he was almost high school aged. 
you know? Yeah, so could be, it, yeah. it, it could be, it could be 12, you know? 12 could 12. be, yeah, that could work. 10, 12, but at very, very push. But then we're talking about a proper, it would be like, you know, if you've just left high school almost yeah. rather than, because the way I always thought is obviously it's difficult with the flashbacks to make a, a Oliver look yeah. like quite young. So, you know, at first I thought maybe it was around the time of uh, the boat accident or, as you put it, if it was a few years before that, there's a good chance that we could see a, a sort of a 10-year-old Connor, which would be quite good, you know. And yeah. it'd be an interesting thing, especially considering fatherhood seems to be playing a big part in season three with Diggle trying to trying to adapt to parent life uh, by having a baby. And it'd be interesting, maybe Oliver sort of sees, sees Diggle's side of things uh, yeah. by the introduction of Connor. So that'd be quite an interesting way yeah, to put it. It forces a complete character change again, and we did hear that this season was going to be character-based rather than action, which is kind of nice for a change of pace. But also, Stephen Amell went on during an interview with reporters at Comic-Con, and he said, when you see it revisited, talking about Connor, if you see it revisited, this season or next, just remember, the way they're going to reintroduce it was my idea. (laughs) 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 He, he goes on to say, I was literally sitting in the writing room and said, guys, do you know what would be cool? Two weeks later, Mark Guggenheim came up to him and said, we have the best idea for the Oliver Child storyline. And he pitched my idea back to me. So Amos taking a claim to this no matter what. <laughs> um, I'm very, very intrigued to see whether or not this will be uh, explored in season three or left at a later date. But either way, it mm. does sound like we're definitely going to have oh, yeah. some form of, of Connor appearing in some form or another. So it'll be interesting it would, either way. It would be more interesting if we think 12 at a push, Say if Ollie's in his 30s now, he maybe had the child when he was 17, 18, say he's 12 now. Leave it a couple of seasons and we could see a 15-year-old teenage Connor that's able to go out with Ollie. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It'd be quite an interesting... And possibly um, Ollie could be forced to bring in his son because maybe something might happen with Roy at that point as well, you know? Yeah. So I think they've got a lot of options to explore and it'll be very interesting to see whether or not we see a Connor go down that route, you know? Mm. Um, I hope if they do go down that route, it'll be, be an interesting one to see Connor wanting to follow in his father's footsteps, but Oliver yeah. not letting him do it, you know? That'd be quite an interesting sort of dynamic yeah. between the two, if that was yeah. the case. Um, and and also, I did have an argument with someone, Ross, and I don't know how you mm-hmm. you pronounce this name. It's a well-known DC argument. But um, Talia Al Ghul's father, okay? Right? Uh-huh. I, Raz Agul, okay, is how I say it. But many people say Raish Agul. Now, I no. did look up. Raish means feather, okay? And Raz mm-hmm. means head. Raz is the head of the demon, Raz Agul. He's not the feather of the demon. <laughs> yeah, it's it's an interesting one. It's the same mm. with um, uh, Dark Side's another one as well. That everyone, it's either Dark Side or Dark Seed. It's like people yeah. usually get that confused. But for that, I've always grown up with it as Raz Al Ghul. Never Ra- the only the first ever time I heard it as Ra's Al Ghul was in the Batman Begins film, and uh, yeah. before that, I always thought it was Raz. And I'm pretty sure in a lot of the DC um, cin- uh, animations, he's referred to as Raz Al Ghul. I mm. think so. But I think Raz and Ra's, I think, are both seen as sort of acceptable terms yeah. to sort of call them but i'm pretty sure the general consensus is it's raz yeah yeah so so there you go listener it's raz Agul. um, um yeah. but we're sticking with raz Agul. Sticking <laughs> with raz. yeah um but anyway uh any comments on raz Agul spelling hit us up on twitter at starling radio obviously and we will get back to you and facebook we're back we're back yeah. baby um but anyway since we are back that was my wee news i took ross's spot because ross is busting at the seams with arrow information ross why don't you tell the people listening or any new listeners that have decided to jump on what to expect from season three what not to expect and what you there's would like just, to see <laughs> there's so much there's just so much to digest and consume some again it's pretty much as we were discussing before we came on it's probably still going to be a news roundup almost this entire episode so i'll do what you were doing there also and i'll go mm-hmm. through some of the articles the biggest one that i think that we better have to sort of like get over the over and done with first is the fact that it's been officially confirmed that the film and TV universes are not apart with each other. They are nothing to do with each other whatsoever. Completely different continuities. That comes from Jeff Johns, who said that it's, he quote, and I quote, it's a separate universe than film, so that the filmmakers can tell the story that's best for film. While we explore something different in a different corner of the DC universe, we will not be integrating the film and television universes. So, that's a quite a big blow for, obviously, a lot of us, like us two advocates of trying to combine the universes, you know, and, and with the hope 
And obviously, Amo has also denied he was going to be in Batman Superman anyway. So, you know, it's now pretty much 100% confirmed from the head honcho, Jeff Johns, that it's nothing to do with each other, which I can, at first I was angry, and now I kind of understand where they're coming from because you don't really want to get tied down with everything. However, part of my, because we all love wild speculation and theories in this show, which always proved to be wrong, but anyway, (laughs) um, the biggest thing that me and quite a lot of other people have been discussing on the forums and on the boards um, is that it'd be quite an interesting if they are two different universes and and, um, it'll be interesting to see maybe not to do a a crisis on infinite earths type idea, so you could maybe the TV show is like Earth 2 and the film show is Earth Prime, or the yeah. film stuff is Earth Prime, and it could be sort of the into. So it could even get to the point where we could see two Flashes, because obviously they're doing a Justice League film, so they have to cast Flash. So if yeah. we're not in the TV universe, then Grant Gustin won't be Flash. That means somebody else will have to fill in the Flash's shoes. So that'd be quite an interesting thing. So maybe in the film, it's one specific universe, and the TV is another universe. Or they may just state that, but not have them combined. But anyway, it'll be an interesting thing if they do decide to go down that way, and they do cross over multi-universes and stuff. It may get a wee bit too confusing for some of the viewers because you'd end up having to watch, you know, keep you pretty much do what Marvel's doing just now. But uh, either way, I think it'd be quite an interesting way if they did go down that road. But yeah, to just restate again, the TV and film universes are not are not integrated and they will not be integrated. So I I don't Ooh. think was, I don't think it will affect too much, however, because. I don't think we're going to see the characters we see on TV on screen because they're still having meetings, obviously, to who they can and who they can't use. And there's a particular story you mentioned that you'll talk about later that proves that point. Now, I think that even though he has said that, I'm not, I'm, I don't think it needs it anymore like I used to. I still think that at some point there may be a wee sneaky nod, like in the future, because... I don't think they're going to cast Green Arrow because obviously he wasn't a Prime Justice League member continuously and there's no need for him. And they could just cast Wally West as the Flash, you know, to yeah. confusion. Yeah, that that could they could go down and we have the Barry Allen, the TV and the Wally West in the film. Yeah. That could probably work as well. Uh, so yes, actually on the fact of those characters about the fact that, you know, the, film, the, the Mark Guggenheim and Andrew Kreisberg have to go to DC give them a list of people they need to use and they basically get told yay or nay. Well, we finally heard where they've, they've been denied a character and uh, during Comic-Con, uh, Mark Guggenheim or Andrew Kreisberg, one of them, uh, came out and said that they originally wanted Blue Beetle to star in season three. Now, any sort of eagle-eyed viewers out there would have noticed that Cord Industries was getting displayed quite a lot in Starling City uh, during last season. And obviously that Cord Industries is Ted Cord, who is Blue Beetle in the comic book. So a lot of people were coming up about that. There was also a casting list that came out and it described Blue Beetle in the casting list. However, as I said, they're DC denied them Blue Beetle. So instead, they decided to use the character Atom, which uh, is Ray Palmer, which is going to be played by Brandon Ruth. Exactly. <laughs> Superman himself. <laughs> uh, but uh, but no, he's so he'll be coming in, which is a great move for the, the television series, having a, having a Hollywood actor basically coming on board. Well, when I say I use the term Hollywood loosely with Brandon <laughs> Ruth, but still, you know, having somebody who's been on the big screen coming to the small screen in that way and taking on somebody like Ray Palmer, a.k.a. the Atom, uh, it's going to be a very, very interesting uh, way th- of things to do it. And the Atom and Blue Beetle are kind of similar in a vague description-wise. So that casting thing could have been for Atom, but people assumed it's Blue Beetle. But now we know Atom has been cast, which is quite cool. So also moving on with the keeping in line with the casting stuff, we also have uh, Katana has been cast, which is a a Japanese samurai uh, and sort of like hit girl assassin, if I remember rightly. I'm quite vague in Katana. She was in one of on the newest Batman cartoon. She, I think she was side by side with Batman. I can't remember what it's called now. It was like that weird animation that they had. But anyway, Katana, she's been cast, and she'll be seen. She'll be focused heavily on the Hong Kong flashbacks to. Uh, Oliver's story as well, which would be quite an interesting way to look at it. And another major casting news is Ted Grant has been confirmed, aka the Wildcat. And Wildcat is was a sort of ex-boxer turned sort of crime fighter. And in the Justice League cartoon, he was I think I think even in the comics as well, he was Black Canary's mentor. 
and he was mm. part of the old Justice Society back in the sort of the you know the early days before the Justice League was around. You know, so uh, Wildcat has been confirmed then. So that'd be quite an interesting way to see another hero. So maybe in season three we're going to start seeing a lot of people sort of come out the woodwork to follow in the vigilante's footsteps by becoming heroes themselves. So it'll be an interesting thing. So yeah, as I said, there Wildcat trained Black Canary. So that'd be an interesting thing whether or not Ted Grant will know. Um, will either A, know uh, Sarah, or B, he could possibly train Laurel. So that could be a very interesting way. That could tie in how Laurel could then become Black Canadian. She could have the training from Wildcat. So, and finally, for, well, not finally news piece, but finally in the casting area, the biggest thing that has been announced is that Raz Al Ghul will be appearing in season three of Arrow. Now, at first, everyone was all crazy, and they re-released the trailer to show some of Raz Al Ghul as well at the end, and mm-hmm. it's just, it blew me, blew, blew me away. I mean, that is Batman's number one nemesis out with the Joker, and he's coming in at Arrow, so I'm not, I'm not saying we're going to see Batman anytime soon or anything at all, but it's just brilliant to see such a massive character being coming into the television show, and I'm surprised DC have uh, decided to give the television guys uh, the rights to um, to Razalgo. You know, I really genuinely thought that he would have been more of a more of a cinematic character than for the small screen. But no, that's going to be brilliant, and it also ties in with the League of Assassins, Malcolm Merlin, even Thea to an extent as well. So uh, it'll be brilliant, and I don't think there's any rumors so far as to who is going to be cast as um, as Razalgo. But no. if you follow Game of Thrones. There's a guy who plays Prince Oberyn who looks just like a badass Raz al Ghul if he was given a good wee goatee. Um, there was a, a rumour that I heard. Um, the guy in the mummy with the tattoos, cannot remember his name. Uh, there was a rumour that that actor was going to be cast. Ah, that'd be quite, and it'd be interesting to see what kind of Raz al Ghul we're going to get. We all know that he... It, oh, uh, so is it going to be like an older Raz al Ghul? Is it going to be quite yeah. younger? Is it going to be around the same age as Oliver? And also, does this bring in the fact that, well, the Lazarus pits now... It, like yeah because it was sort of hinted well in a very abstract way by malcolm merlin when he was asked why he's still alive and he he said something along the lines of the fact that he went to far-flung worlds to come back from the dead or something like that. but obviously a lot of people just took that as him just playing dead you know like acting yeah. that he was dead but other people again with our wild theories <laughs> reckon that it's because he went or he was placed in a lazarus pit that brought yeah, them back to life. But there's, there's also the um, Tommy Merlin returning, whether it be by flashback. Um, but if uh, they haven't actually specified whether he's going to be in current day. So if Tommy Merlin suddenly shows up again, that's throwing a spanner and everything. Well, I have heard so far it's been confirmed he's in flashbacks. I'm not too sure whether or not he's going to be in uh, current time because in the flashback, the rumor's going around that... Um, Oliver is getting chased on top of rooftops and he stops and he sees Tommy and his dad speaking before they jump into a car and wow. speed off in Hong Kong. So that's all I've heard so far about uh, the Tommy rumors. It'd be quite, it'd be, it would be quite, I mean, that, 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 that is an arrow twist there if Tommy came back in the current timeline. I'd be like, what? And they could be like yeah. some crazed like League of, League of Assassins person. They might have lost their memory or something like that. But, um, yeah. but then again, the other, that, sorry. sorry. The other one, Ross, that's going to throw another spanner in the works that I thought this was going to be Laurel Land's finally becoming Black Canary is Katie Lotz is returning this season as a recurring role and as Sarah Lance. Yeah, so I heard as well. So I wonder, I mean, I, I, obviously it's great to see Katie Lotz come back. And mm. I think she, and I mean, I, I'm, I was really warming. We all, we all, if, if people who have listened to us know we hold some reservations over Laurel, Laurel's character, Kate Cassidy, um, but Katie Lotz is back, which I'm great to see. So it'll be an interesting to see whether or not in season three we're going to finally see a major shift of Laurel to become Black Canary. Maybe maybe not like be Black Canary in the series, but take that huge leap towards it. You know, I would love it to see Katie Lotz like sacrificing herself to save everybody, and that sort of inspires Laurel to continue the legacy of Black Canary. And with the help of Wildcat trains up and becomes Black Canary again or becomes the Black Canary and mm. that, that's the way I would like to see it but um, it'll be great to see Kate Lotz come back I like the dynamic between her and Oliver as well which is brilliant and um, I feel like I'm rattling through this at high speed but there's like so much to talk about and so much to do <laughs> it's like what um, 
But one thing as well, talking about sort of like crazy dynamics, is we've got Oliver and Felicity. Um, according to the episode description for episode one of season three, mm-hmm. uh, Oliver asks Felicity out on a date. So mm. are we? Or so are? I'm, well, I'm not an, a, a fan of this Felicity. Nothing, no. right? So, you know, I mean, I'd be interested to see whether or not this comes up. And will Roy Palmer, played by Brandon Ruth, become, would it be like a crazy love triangle between the three that could happen? Then you have, obviously, Grant Gustin out in Central City. Will he still harbour feelings for Felicity, even though he he will hopefully fall in with Iris West? You know, there's so much to sort of take in. And it's going to be a very interesting dynamic. And Let's hope that they don't get them. Hit, let's hope they don't choke themselves with too much stuff going on. But we always say that, and they seem to manage to pull through fine. So again, mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see whether or not Oliver and Felicity do strike up some form of a romantic relationship over the series, or they may try to, and Oliver realizes that he can't really, he can't really do that. So it'll be quite interesting to see. And then another thing as well on the the episode thing, um, Quentin Lance, the greatest mm-hmm. character that had ever. Thing, although he needs to go to Specsaver so he could figure out who it <laughs> is. Uh, although he does know, but like, anyway. Um, so uh, he's now Captain Lance. So that's an interesting... So now we know he survives. You remember he was left with his yeah. heart attack at that, the pier, so we know he's back. Woo-hoo, and he's now a captain. Mm-hmm. So he's pretty much... He's like... Do you think it... Old detective things. Do you think it could be a, a more desk-based job after his heart attack? Yes. Yes, I'm... I definitely think it is because I hear I hear he's disbanded his anti-vigilant task force as well for season three. So I reckon he'll be sort of um, he'll be the advocate for the arrow. You know, he'll be a bit like I reckon he'll end up becoming the commissioner, the commissioner Gordon yes. of of arrow. But in such a way where I can see him having to deal with a lot of people in the police department who still don't like what Arrow's doing, and he'll be the person trying to sort of give Arrow a positive spin for the law enforcement. You know, I can see him working it that way, but I definitely think he will be—he uh, will certainly be more a desk job, a desk job capacity, with the odd time of going out in the field again. You know, I think he's gone through—he's gone through a lot these past two seasons. I think he needs a wee break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. And, I agree with the Commissioner Gordon still thing. Definitely, I can see that happening. Yeah, and also on top of that, a, a, a couple of other spoiler things is obviously John Barrowman. He's a series regular now, so yeah. it'll be an interesting turn of events to see if we figure out what was said in the limo with him and Thea. You know, what's going to happen with Thea? Is she going to come back badass? Or she has admitted in at Comic Con that she has had to be going to the gym a lot and sort of built, bulking up. So we could be seeing a bit more of an assassin style Thea that could come back. Um, with vengeance and she still doesn't know her brother's arrow so i'll be interested to see whether or not malcolm doesn't tell her that you know and and i don't think he will tell her i reckon it's going to be something that she'll figure out herself and then realize her father's known all along and just as she's built a relationship with him it gets crumbled down because she realized she's been lied to uh, yet again and so that'll be an interesting one it'll be interesting to see whether or not roy tries to find her you know after obviously leaving without a trace I wonder if that could be the focus for the majority of this, the beginning of the season, until Malcolm makes his return with no doubt alongside Thea. You know, um, again, there's just like so much speculation and probability that it's just going to be an absolutely amazing series. You know, and um, yeah, so I, I don't think Malcolm will be the main villain. I mean, the word I think Slade Wilson's actor Manu Bennett did say that Merlin was supposed to be the big bad for season three. But now with the introduction of Raz al Ghul, uh, it'll be interesting to see whether or not the League of Assassins are now going to be the big bad with Malcolm at the side. Or, yeah. which I hope, if Hive will be the big bad, might come oh, through. Oh, that would be amazing, yeah. You know? Be- I mean, obviously, with Diggle's connection to them as well and the prominent position that they usually play in the DC universe, you know, it's a good possibility that will be around, you know, in the shadows dealing with everyone you know and it opens up we can get more background onto Diggle's character as well and also the, it could bring in another episode for the Suicide Squad too so oh, please please oh exactly <laughs> it's just oh I mean this is so much stuff to sort of like go through it's just amazing what, uh, what was your favorite announcement like I've got to say mine because I'm a big Superman fan I know you're not Brandon Ruth played a very good Superman in a terribly written and directed movie I love the fact Brandon Ruth is joining us. I think he'll bring such presence to the screen. 
yeah, that's I'm I'm looking forward to that. And I'm looking forward to that. And obviously Raz Al Ghul, you know, I mean he's he's oh, yeah. one of my top villains, so it'd be great to see how he's going to be introduced and if he's going to be introduced. You know, is he just going to be? Uh, you know, like the, the old days used to have for the villains where you didn't actually see the villain's face. You know, he's like, maybe not as, as bad as a James Bond villain when he's just sitting behind the chair. But, you know, is it going to be one of those ones where we never see Raz al Ghul's face? We just hear him and we just sort of like see close-up shots and stuff until maybe the final reveal. And what? how is he going to be integrated, you know? What's he going to do? Like, because obviously Sarah has been released by the League of Assassins so has got on quite well with him so it's obviously he's not coming back to hunt for them is he personally going to come to Starling City and um, and try and pick up uh, um, Malcolm Merlin you know that'd be a good one has he has he gone rogue yet again with his daughter in tow so that'd be quite an interesting thing and another it's not really well it is news because it was in the extended trailer that they released for season three. Mm-hmm. Another thing that got me quite excited, and I think it's something a lot of people missed, but during the trailer there's a montage shot of Brandon Ruth standing in a boardroom and it looks like he's standing with a presentation and behind him on the presentation stays Star, Star City. So is he going to become this uh-huh. developer and maybe try and rename the city from Starling City to Star City? So we're right into the comic book sort of be idea. Awesome. It'd be quite an interesting because again, if you rewatch the trailer, which you can get on YouTube and and anywhere on the internet now, if you look through it and just watch out for any Brandon Ruth stuff, and in the background you'll see Star City written in this PowerPoint presentation, um, so that'd be quite an interesting thing whether or not uh, that happens. Another, yeah, so I, I keep on going back, re back through all the news <laughs> things, but that, no, my other favourite piece of news though that I've yet to actually speak about is also the massive mid-season finale that we're getting a two-hour flash arrow crossover oh yes yes i did so hear about this that's to be an i think that's episode eight i think if you just give it two seconds through my notes yes the eighth episode of Aaron's arrow season three will cross over with the flash Ooh. so no title has been announced but uh, hopefully it'll be it'll be quite good if it's arrow versus the flash like maybe <laughs> something's happened and they end up sort of either fighting against each other for a bit and then have to team up for whatever threat is going to over like, encompass the two shows possibly yeah. so so uh, there's quite of... a lot so yeah that that's my big one so i'd be in, i'm very intrigued to see how they're going to integrate the other tv show with arrow as well so yeah that's it's going to be a good one because i mean they, they bounced off each other their dynamics were they were perfect i mean i had my doubts in um grant gustin uh playing flash and I have had a sneaky look at the pilot, and I will be rewatching it again and buying the Blu-rays. So I, I'm I'm fully confident in this man. He he's absolutely brilliant. As and the Flash does feel like a completely different show as well, and it's oh, going yeah, to be fantastic. Did. Yeah, yeah, it had that sort of more light-hearted feel to it, but still had serious tones. You know, not as dark and gritty as mm-hmm. Arrow, but it was still that light-hearted thing. Um, I've, I'm bouncing around with no form of uh, structure here. I've just We've gone down my notes once more, listeners, and I've just totally realised Count Vertigo's coming back <gasps> in season yes. three, but not as the same guy. Peter mm. Stormare has been uh, cast as Count Vertigo as an older person, and he is playing Werner Zeitel, which that name should be familiar to any of our listeners who read the comic books, as that's the Count Vertigo name from the newest comic book run uh, that we absolutely love over here at SCR. Um so it'll be interesting to see whether or not they bring in that a more sort of close to the comics adaptation of Count Vertigo. Is he going to be an old count of this of Markova, which was the country that uh, that the count was from the comic books, which has been mentioned and seen in uh, in Arrow, or is they they're going to go down a completely different way? But the clip that you saw within the trailer of this new Count Vertigo, he looks just like what should have been Count Vertigo and none of this wannabe joker malarkey i know you i know you i know you feel differently towards than me towards this one but yeah. still you know uh so yeah it'd be quite interesting and again on top of the, the season three episodes we also have an episode titled oracle we don't know when it's going to be in the season but it's mm. going to be a felicity centric episode that will have a heavy background on her her mit life mm. and stuff like that so because it's called oracle does that our mean are we, going to, are, we, are we going to get another sort of uh, a second attempt at the Birds of Prey? This time, not as bad, hopefully. So, <laughs> well, we yeah. could see Barbara. I, I reckon, like the rumours are saying, Barbara Gordon went to MIT with her. Uh, yes, so it'd be quite an interesting thing. If, if Barbara Gordon is mentioned and seen 
maybe yeah. you know towards it also and if they do bring in barbara gordon will she be in a wheelchair or will she not you know will that mm. the, could then that we could possibly place that if or we could use like the batman comics and try and place batman within the timeline of arrow depending on whether or not barbara gordon is in a wheelchair or not if she is announced and seen in uh well, in the show perhaps- Perhaps, the, here's what I thought, Ross, again, making my own version of the show up, which is usually wrong. <laughs> um, <laughs> she meets her in uh, MIT, and it shows you that in flashback, but in present day, she shows up in a wheelchair. Ah, that'd be quite an interesting thing. That could be interesting. And But then, does that mean, will Barbara Gordon then come back, come to Star and say, and could join the already growing Team Arrow, you know? Mm. Yeah, that'd be a good one. Um, oh, also, a quick thing, because we're always always arrow first on this show the reason i've missed this out is because it's flash yep. episode eight of the flash is titled flash versus arrow so oh. episode eight <laughs> is is around the time of the mid-season finale so it could be the fact that this flash two-hour episode could be flash versus arrow yeah so. and they're on they're on the wrong side of like um uh ongoing thing with crime lords or uh, super villains or the meta humans and they've they've got different viewpoints on it so they start off clashing you know stay out of my way barry <laughs> yeah it could be it could be uh the television response to batman versus superman yeah <laughs> you know uh-huh. they decided to do their own version of it all so that'd be quite an interesting thing if that happened you know and oh does that mean we'll see an armored an armored arrow that would be brilliant <laughs> if we saw that like properly amazing um yeah, so there's that there, and uh, another final matter piece of news, which uh, came out a couple of weeks ago, so everyone should be clued up on this if you're listening, is obviously uh, Roy Harper's costume was revealed. So what were your thoughts on that? Because you are in love with Roy Harper, Ali, so you tell me oh, how I you feel about that costume. Yes. <laughs> I want Roy to hold me. <laughs> um, yeah, um, Colton Haynes revealed his picture. I, 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 mm, too black for my liking. But, too black, eh? Too scarlet rather than, like, you prefer a brighter red rather than the deep red it's got, you know? See, see here's the thing. Like, obviously, we've seen Gal Gadot or Gal Gadot or however you say her name, the bird from Fast and the Furious, as I call her, is revealed as Wonder Woman. And her costume had, like, no... It's as if, right, if you watch Marvel films and you watch uh, DC movies, it's as if, like, DC uh, haven't got the budget for the colour and Marvel got all the budget from Disney. You know, DC movies are darker in tone and I don't mind it, but at some point, like, even the Flash's costume's darker than I wished it would be. At some point, mm. somebody's got to turn that colour palette up at DC, you know? Uh, but it's, it, I don't mind the Scarlet on Arsenal being honest, Ross, but I would... R- I know they had to kind of separate it from arrows so it couldn't be totally um red. Uh, it couldn't be totally red because it would just look... Um, basic but what I think they should have done is gave Roy the whole red costume and put the black in Arrow's costume I would have liked that more yeah that'd be a good one I mean I'm, I'm looking at the picture right now and I just realised it looks like something out of a bondage film with all that leather as well and like <laughs> straps and laces and stuff like that I mean I've just realised the impracticality of his costume because <laughs> like all the he must have to lace up his jacket all the time <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, but it's interesting because looking there I've just realised he's got small darts as well attached to his thigh so I wonder if he's going to have a obviously an arsenal of weapons which lo and behold is the name but I'd be interested to see if he's going to be quite a different style towards his crime fighting ability uh, than there is to Oliver's, you know? Will Oliver maybe take a bit more of a sort of... When I say backseat, I don't mean not getting involved as much, but maybe, you know, it's almost like tactics. Roy goes in close combat whereas Arrow stays back and maybe hits out with the bow while Arrow, where, while Roy gets in and about it, you know, a wee bit more. It'd be an interesting dynamic. And again, now that they're going to be a crime-fighting team, how is this going to play out? Is the relationship going to get strained over the miss over Thea being missing? You know, there there have been I think Colton Haynes uh, admitted that there's going to be a, a, a somebody's going to arrive that's going to be sort of a long lost love almost not Thea but somebody else could become uh, Roy sort of love and could yeah. like strain the relationship between Oliver and Roy. So I I wonder how that's going to be pulled out and whether or not we're going to see like a fallout between the team. You know, will he? go on a rampage in Bluetaven and, and meet a certain Mr. Grayson, but we'll no, never don't, know. Don't tease, <laughs> don't, don't, don't tease you. <laughs> um, your, your, your heart's still broken over that one, so. <laughs> uh, um, I lost my heart in Bloodhaven City. It could be a song. Um, I think um, 
I've got Arsenal back up. It looks like he's got almost a backpack on or a, a parachute of some sort. But yeah, the, the lacing's a bit dodgy. The fact that he's got the kind of chrome-looking scarlet and then he's got a velvety hood, you know, it's yeah. as if... Yeah, I wonder if Colton Haynes, who's kind of a fashionable guy himself, had some sort of supermodel, I need this, guys, and I need this, you know? Aye. Yeah. It'd be I mean, like, you've just noticed that the backpack, the straps in the backpack, be, again, that just brings in the fact that he could really... Are we going to see a wee bit more gadgets being used now on Team Arrow? You know, maybe like, by maybe by Arsenal rather than like Arrow. It would be good to see Arrow sticking to the traditional, but Roy obviously not being as an accomplished archer, he has to rely more on gadgets. Yeah, that'd be quite interesting. So look at it as well. And I'm just really, I cannot wait to actually see Roy because I think season three sets six months after season two. So it's yeah. six months to sort of like train up enough. Obviously, he's not going to be fully brilliant so it's going to be good to see teething problems in the first sort of outings and the episodes but i can't wait to see roy dish out some justice you know like not just in his like red hoodie that he was doing beforehand but you know properly professionally sort of trained type thing you know and uh, i just can't wait to see this dynamic because it's a brilliant dynamic in the comics and i wonder if it's going to be different or if it's going to be quite similar to the comics as well and what we're going to see on screen and God, roll on October. <laughs> yeah. October 8th, I believe, is the premiere date. Which yes, is one of the so, yep, Wednesday, October 8th, uh, the day after Flash is premiered as well. Mm. So uh, we pretty much, our Tuesdays and Wednesdays will chalk, we'll be chock-a-block full <laughs> of yeah. everything. So um, I'm definitely looking forward to it. And again, I mean, I'm 50-50. I mean, the costume just, maybe, maybe it might look better when we see it, like, you know, in in one of the episodes and actually sort of like working so to speak sure. you know but uh, right now as i said i just i'm not too much of a fan it just looks like bondage but still you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah and obviously obviously there's those two other cheeky little um dc uh, series beginning september 22nd for gotham and we've also got um constantine um which i don't know about you ross but i'm really excited about both of these uh, for different reasons um Constantine, the TV show, I don't know what premiere date it is. Um, I couldn't October tell 20, you. October 24th is when Constantine October 24th, October, we're all we're pretty much going to be full to the brim of DC mm. shows, you know. And yeah, Constantine, I've, you know, it's from what I've seen and held, it looks like they're going to be going down the arrow route in terms of leaving a lot of Easter eggs for the fans to, to look over. Mm. Like Dr. Fate's helmet was there, Zatanna supposed to be coming in there, Spectre as well. So there's a lot of main player, uh, well, B-list DC heroes, you know. It's such a shame that we'll, it'd be great if they managed to get all their TV shows to cross over, you know, not just Flash and Arrow. But I can't really see Fox and CW working like that, but still, that would have been quite cool if that happened. But yeah. yes, um, yeah, overall, like, I mean, Harold just does so much news to sort of take in and stuff like that, you know, and, and uh, it'll be interesting to see if we're going to find out any more developments over the summer, if there's going to be more casting news. Are they going to announce Raz Al Ghul's casting before it starts, or is it going to be something during it? So obviously if it's during the TV show that they announce the casting, then we know it's probably going to be appearing an episode or two, you know. Yeah. But if it's announced before, will he become, like... A major player, all that, and I'm just really intrigued to see how Wildcat's going to fit in. If we're going to see like Atom, like Ray Palmer, if we're going to actually see him be the Atom, or is he just going to be sort of sitting there? And it's going to be quite an interesting and very intriguing um, a couple of episodes ahead of us. So I'm looking forward to it definitely. Um, so yeah, so have you got any predictions, speculations, anything you'd love to see in Arrow season three? <laughs> You know what I would love to see, but um, the Nightwing rumours were dispelled by the actor. Um, it's not saying that they won't happen, because I'm sure there was talk of the studio or Stephen Amell running his mouth saying that it could happen. They've mentioned Bloodhaven enough that they could if they're allowed to, because I can't really see Batman on screen introducing a Nightwing. To, to get the money from the kids, they really need to show Robin on the, on the big screen, I, I feel, because um, he's, he's more familiar. Um, I'd like to see... Um, I'd actually like to see um, more Suicide Squad this season. I'd like to see a bit more of Deadshot. Um, cause I, I loved all of them. I would like to see um, Solomon Grundy at some point, like um, uh, Cyrus Gold appearing again. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know. Like, there's there's not very there's not much it's doing wrong already. Um, I, I'm quite happy with the way it's going. But obviously, Nightwing, love. I've got my Arsenal already. Um, a, a, a few more references to Batman would be great. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, de- I mean, yeah, definitely. I'd like to see more references to maybe other cities as well. A bit more about Gotham would be quite an interesting one as well. Uh, and he said a wee bit more sort of heavier references towards Batman. You know, yeah. like specifically mentioning Bruce Wayne, um, you know, yeah. would be quite a good thing. You know, rather than just like sort of making our own minds up to see whether or not he's actually in it. Even not seeing him on screen, just saying that Ollie's at a business because it's going to be. I get the the vibe that this season is going to be very much more focused on Oliver Queen trying to become Oliver Queen again rather than yeah. Arrow. You know, um, the Arrow thing because he's going to need Arsenal if he's going to get try to get his company back and running the for him. And um, just to see, like, he's away for a board meeting with Mr. Wayne. That's all you need to hear. Yeah, definitely. Oh, and that was other thing as well on the trailer. Laur- it looks like Laurel and Oliver are going to be business partners in some in some form. So that'll be an interesting turn of events to see whether or not Queen Consolidated. Because remember, Queen Consolidated was left to... Um, I have completely forgotten her name. Sorry, listeners. Uh, it was left to Ravager just before the last couple of episodes in where Oliver Queen signed off his company on a piece of paper, like a wee scrap bit of paper as well. Um, but yeah, those are quite interesting. Spe- I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm down with all of those. I also think I'm. I think for myself, though, I'd, I'd like to see Captain Boomerang appear. Um, oh, yeah. Okay, fair news. Oh, he is more yeah. of a flash, flash gallery. Yeah. But because he's Australian, right, it'll be an interesting to see whether or not he could be like a former Australian Secret Service teammate of Deathstroke. Oh, nice. You know? And it could be like a good opponent to come back and maybe he finds out that that Slade has, has like gone missing or has or has somehow managed to get some information about the fact that it was Arrow that was that was dealing with Slade. So, you know, Boomerang comes back to sort of like avenge his friend type thing, you know. That'd be quite good. I'd like to see Cheshire as well. But I'd like to see Thea become Cheshire because Cheshire is a League of Assassins assassin and uh, she also has a relationship with Roy to the point where they actually they actually have a kid together. So it'd be quite an interesting thing if Thea does come back and that's her sort of like assassin codename would be like Cheshire. Yeah. Would be quite a good yeah, one. I could see that. Um, again, going, coming on with the League of Assassins, Lady Shiva would be a good one as well. I mean, there's not much known about Lady Shiva unless you're really into the comic books. She was a... Uh, opponent in the Arkham Origin games so you know she is a mar- masterful assassin and is one of the top League of Assassins people you know not as high up as the Al Ghuls obviously but she is known she is quite deadly so Lady Shiva would be good and another opponent Anarchy would be quite an interesting one as well oh, for yeah, um, uh, for Arrow considering the fact that again it's another uh, villain from uh, the Arkham games and Anarchy obviously is you know fighting against the corruption of these of cities and See he, what I would and, do and, and, uh, mm-hmm. with with Anarchy. Make him a younger character, such as he appeared in was it uh, Batman: Arkham Origins, I believe. Um, make him a younger character and pit him against Roy in an episode where Ollie's busy. Yes, that would be perfect. You know, a young guy with disillusioned ways of trying to sort of like he thinks he's saving the city, but not in the way that Team Arrow are saving the city. He's like taking lives rather than saving lives, and there could be a good conflict. Um, between the two because it could be the fact that either arrow or or even better it could be the fact that roy is trying to turn anarchy around like like see his things and he could maybe have a similar background to roy which means that they they sort of know each other but in the end he can't overcome his problems and sort of fights roy that'd be a good one actually yeah yeah so and obviously katana's coming in as well so that'd be a great one because she's like a martial arts expert and yeah. all that you know and obviously she's coming in but yeah there's like so much and I mean, like, Sportsmaster is uh, the father of Cheshire as well, so it'd be quite interesting to see whether or not, because Malcolm and Thea might be, like, expelled permanently from the League of Assassins, so they have to take on their own their own names would be quite an interesting sort of father-son team-up, my father-daughter team-up would be quite a good one as well. Or or yeah. if what he whispered to her was, I'm not actually your real father. God. <laughs> Oh no, that is that again. That is an arrow twist as well. Yeah. Oh my god, be something more. Uh, so yeah, there's like so much. Oh, Bronze Tiger's another guy. I know he's part of the Suicide Squad, but I'd yeah. like to see Bronze Tiger come back again. You know, I liked him. He was like he was Michael quite badass. J- Michael J. White yeah. himself. Yeah, like um, yeah. the 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 main one that I would like to see if we're seeing Raza go in this season. I want to see the league. I want to see the headquarters. I want to see Ollie stomping up to the front doorstep. Hmm. Exactly, yeah, it'd be so good. Like, oh, I'm just there's like there's so many like potential sort of B list and C list characters that they can bring in. You know, I'd like to see Onomatopoeia being brought in if that's even if that would be if that would become like you know possible. Um, obviously Kevin Smith's uh, villain. If you've read through Kevin Smith's mm-hmm. um, 
uh, comics uh, listeners, you know, you'll, you'll know who we're talking about. But Onomatopoeia is a... Well, he was only really in it for the one, the two... No, the one book. And not much was said about him. He just sort of spoke in... Just ra- in like sound effect noises and stuff. That's onomatopoeia, like the the word itself. Uh, so yeah, uh, it's an intre- I'll be an interesting one as well to see uh, how that goes down. But yeah, there's so so much that we could really really look into, and I don't know if the Lazarus Pit might maybe throw everything off and become a bit too fantasy orientated, you know, or supernatural rather than uh, sticking with the gritty realism. But it'll be interesting to see whether or not the Lazarus Pit does make an appearance in some form or another. You know, maybe some form of like. Youth, youthful stuff. What was it we said? Oh, what did we I say love, again? I love about, what, what did we say again about Raz Al Ghul? Um, it was the inventor of Botox. Yes, it could be Botox. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I have quite a lot of information to digest, listeners. It certainly is. And if you have, obviously, please hit us up on Twitter and our Facebook if you want to discuss. Any rumours, tell us what your 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 speculation and rumours are, or what you're, what you're hoping for would be quite good as well. So yeah. Get that. So is that about us for tonight? Yep, I think that is. I'm looking through again. I'm pretty sure we've summed up the main points. Yep, we should be good. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. Well, um, this week I'm not giving Ross a quote because I'll start them again once I was back on TV. Next week we should have a comic book and we're not going to announce it tonight. What you need to do is follow us on facebook.com forward slash Starling City Radio or search Starling City Radio on Facebook. Find us on Twitter at Starling Radio and we will update you that way. That's the best way to get in touch with us and give us all your thoughts, questions and such like for the show. Um, well, thanks for listening again for season two. Um, it's going to be a good good year of Arrow, I believe. We're going to probably have yep. more more news, rumours, and thoughts for next week, and obviously a book, a nice wee book for us all to tuck into. Anything else for us? Yep. Nope. Just a, a quick mention there. Obviously, our Twitter and Facebook at Starling Radio and Facebook.com for slash Starling Radio. Also, we have our website StarlingCityRadio.tk. Uh, head over there to catch up on everything, and you can find us in Stitcher Radio and iTunes too. So. We're all good. Cool. Well, uh, this has been start season two's premiere episode of uh, Starling City Radio. And uh, I've been Ali and he's been Ross. And just stay classy, Starling City. Stay classy, man. See you next week, folks. Bye now. Mm-hmm.